the union that matters. You and I are made for relationship. That's why we desire it. That's why it hurts when a relationship is broken. It's something so fundamental to us. You, you, see it, you see it everywhere. Even I was watching a cheesy comedy this week with some of the priests. It, it was a zombie movie. And um, even in the midst of this, there's like relationship. You know, the two main characters. And, and even just the bigger theme of the movie was we need relationship. In a sense, without relationship, we can become zombies. God, who made us for relationship, is trying to reveal to us that at our core, the deepest thing we're made for is relationship with God. He desires us to share in, in, in union. If you think about a moment of deep peace, deep love, deep goodness that we've experienced in our lives, God is those things. It's it's like a closeness with him when we felt connected, when we felt full. We get these glimpses of just a, a wholeness, a fullness of just being connected, us and God. We hear in our first reading some, some beautiful phrases that speak of this union, this desire that God has for union. When the Lord looks upon us, the prophet says, he says, you shall be called my delight, for the Lord delights in you. You know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't delight in what I see. So how much more awesome and good it is that God, when he looks at us, that he delights, that he, he sees the world, the creation as better because you and I are in it. And that he wants to be close. Sometimes I don't want people close to me. It just seems easier. Relationships take work. But he's willing to do the work. He wants to be invited in. And in this interesting phrase, as a young man marries a virgin, your builder shall marry you. That God, our creator, desires union with us, his creation. And so now we come to our gospel, which is the first miracle in the book of John. And here we are at a wedding, this union, that Jesus shows up, that Jesus likes weddings, that Jesus likes marriage, and they run out of wine. There's a lot of symbolism here. The symbolism is wine is, is a, a sign, a symbol of God's goodness. Like life is good, life is rich, we're happy, we have wine. And so to not have wine is to say that we're lacking God's love. We're lacking God's life. And so what happens? Mary, who is symbolic of the church, Mary is symbolic of the perfect disciple, what does she do? She brings her concern to Jesus. Jesus, they have no wine. And Jesus' response is interesting. You know, woman, how does this, your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. Like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do about that. Mary turns to the servers and says, do whatever he tells you. 
So here, so what, this is what we see in discipleship. Discipleship is, Lord, I bring to you my concerns, and I trust you so much that even when it feels like you're not listening, even when it feels like you're not doing anything, I trust you. I want to be obedient to that. But, but it only feels like God's not doing anything. God is pure act, pure being. God is always acting. We just might not always see it. But she trusts him. Whether she can see it or not, whatever he says, that's what we do. Jesus, thy will be done. And so Jesus says to the servers, okay, take these, these stone water jars and fill them to the brim. And so they, they listen. The, there's six water jars. Six is an imperfect number in Scripture. Six is also the number of days of creation. And so you have this human imperfect creation to which Jesus now brings his presence, his grace, his supernatural power, and he does something awesome. That Jesus wants to perfect you and I in our imperfection, in our humanness, in our ordinariness. God wants to take simple creation and make it a new creation. So is God put off by yours and my imperfection or our humanness? No. He knows that we need his grace to be perfected. And so what happens is this water now becomes wine. He does something extraordinary. And the head server says to the bridegroom, you have kept the good wine until now. Like it's gotten better. Well, Jesus is the bridegroom who lays down his life for his bride, the church. That Jesus is now here. Jesus is on the scene working his first miracle that that, that he's present trying to redeem his creation. And he wants to do that new good thing in our lives as well, where I feel bland, where I feel ordinary, where I feel stuck. Jesus wants to be invited in to do something extraordinary, something awesome. And so this is an invitation an invitation to let the Lord in as we are, to let him in, to do something awesome. Now, this path that we're invited to do, it's not easy. This, this union, this marriage that God invites us into, we see this even in Mary. So this is the beginning, John chapter 2. If you fast forward to the end of the gospel, John 19, that once again, here's Jesus and Mary's there. This time it's at the cross. That Mary's faithfulness to being a, a disciple of the Lord, I will stay with you even to the cross. And now on the cross, we, Jesus, one in one translation, Jesus says, it is consummated. That his, his union with us, that Jesus goes to the cross because that's where you and I are suffering. That he unites himself to us and our suffering. And what does he do? But he pours out his blood. And so this first discipleship moment, this encounter of water becoming wine, is preparing us for where his wine will be poured out and become blood for us. 
that ordinary bread and wine will be brought forth and by God's supernatural grace become his body and blood in which you and I can have communion, where we can have union with God, not just in heaven, but now as a strength to get to heaven. Thankfully, God doesn't leave us alone on this. He gives us Mary. Mary can be, she's the model disciple, but she's also an intercessor. He's also given to us as our mother. And so if Mary is not your mother, maybe that can be your word for 2022. Mary, maybe it's praying a decade of the rosary, praying a rosary every day. Mary, teach me how to be faithful and, and to stay with the Lord whether he's acting or not, whether he's on the cross or not. And secondly, God, give me the grace where I can give you permission to come into my ordinariness with your grace, to let you do something. Because it makes a difference. Last night I was with a family whose son unfortunately has cancer and is dying like any day. And I had been with this family a few months ago and... And it, it was actually a very difficult night because the whole family, like, turned. And I was like, oh And they're like, Father, why is this happening? Why isn't God listening to us? God can work any miracle he wants. Why is he not doing this? To which there's no answer. I just say, well, what's this like for you? And they're like, this is hell. To feel like God's not listening to you. To feel like you're suffering and to feel like he doesn't even care. It's like, well, so last night... Just said, how are you doing? And they said, you know, we, it is true we want a miracle. But what we want more than anything now is for our son to be at peace. We want his suffering to stop. And he, he's a gift to us. He's had so much love. He's such a loving, he's the most loving person in our family. And so it feels unjust that he would die. And yet... This loving person, what we want more than anything is for him to know God's love, for him to know God's peace. That's what we want now. And so somehow by this ordinary, difficult moment, by inviting the Lord into it, that it's changed. That it's become a moment of grace, a moment that's filled with love. Because the bridegroom, the one who is love itself, has been invited to be there. And so as much as I want to be united with God and be in that place of no more suffering, to be in that place of endless peace, where, to be where everything goes my way in life, which doesn't exist, by the way, as much as I want that, the union that matters, the union that God is inviting me into, is to allow him to come into my broken ordinariness as I am, imperfect, and to let him come and join himself to me and to fill my life with his love, with his peace, and to do something awesome, to make my life good, to fill it with the wine of his love. There will be a, a day when we will experience that union 
eternal with God. But today, the union that matters is my choice to receive the grace of God into my life as I am.